This is an ABC podcast. Can you be more specific? On ABC Radio Australia. Yes, hello. Welcome to another episode of Can You Be More Pacific? Talking all things sport across the Pacific. My name is Sarah Nangama. And I'm Dean Hullitow. And coming up in the next hour, we'll take a look back at the weekend in sport. We've got an interview with Rona Peters and we'll preview the women's and men's origin this weekend. I'm really looking forward to this week's episode. Me too. How's your week been, first of all, Sarah? It's been a busy week. Been a busy week. We, um, I just had the first round of the Super W. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we'll get stuck into it a little bit later, but the bodies are, you know, still recovering, but I'm very happy to be back playing some rep rugby. What about you? How's your week been? Um, my week's been pretty good. It's uh, been another week of work and, and footy. I'm, I'm like in footy all the time. I know we talk about it every week, but um, looking forward to this weekend's rep matches because it means I'll get a bit of time off with the family. So I watch the footy from home with my, my kids on Friday night and on Sunday. Oh, how good. How, actually, on your game on the weekend, how are you feeling? Are you someone that gets sore two days after or the day? Because I was always the two days after I felt the worst. Yes, right. Well, for anyone listening, I play for the New South Wales Waratahs and the Super W competition kicked off on the weekend. In terms of recovery, TBH, to be honest, if no one's following that. <laughs> Um, I pulled up really sore the day for, um, the day after. So on Sunday was really sore up until Tuesday. I was, I was still feeling pretty slow. Um, but it was a really physical match. Queensland are such a tough, sorry, are such a tough side. Um, but I mean, you just got to get it done. Yeah. As you did getting the win. So well done again. Thank you so much. And, uh, one of the big stories of the week, Usain Bolt. Oh, this is a pretty... It's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. It's gorgeous. So Usain Bolt had twins and the name of his twins is is unusual, but very cute. Thunder and St. Leo, but I love Thunder. Thunder's, Thunder's a gun name. It's like a superhero name. Yeah, it is a superhero name. But then name. also he had a daughter last year and her name is Olympia Lighting. Olympia Lightning. Lightning. Lighting. <laughs> Not lighting. <laughs> Can't read. Lightning Bolt. I mean, they're, they're, they're obviously following some kind of trend there's, here. There's a theme, obviously, yeah. Usain Bolt. Is there any pressure on these kids to be super fast like him? Of course. Like, it's, I mean, yes. You, with names like that, you kind of have to live up to your name. Yeah, definitely. Names are prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to them in following their dad's footsteps. Uh, plays of the week, the rugby league. Uh, over the weekend, the Rod Massey Cup, the Silk Tales went down to St. Mary's out at Penrith. I actually bumped into the Silk Tales at Penrith Stadium on Friday night. They were there for the game. They stayed the night before. Did they, they sing a song? Uh, no, they didn't. They left early because it was so cold and wet out there. And oh. we know that the Fijian boys are having a little bit of trouble with the, the climate here in Australia. We're a bit too cold for them. Yeah, very much so. And we, I, I, ch- I chatted to a, th- a few of them before the game. They were there with Petro. Uh, he was there showing them a good time and, and enjoying some football. But um, I spoke to him about half an hour before kickoff. And then I seen Petro about 10 minutes before kickoff. He said, oh, they've gone back to the hotel. No way. So they yeah. actually left before the game started. They watched the game from home or from the hotel. I wonder, I mean, I know that they don't live close to Penrith. So they would have, that's a big commute. No, no, they stayed, they stayed out at Penrith for the night. Oh, okay. That like makes sense. Because I was like, why would you make all your, like that, your way out to Penrith. Not watch the game and then go yeah. back, back to the East. Make yeah. that make sense. Yeah. Well, anyway, they um, they went down to St. Mary's, unfortunately. 34 to 18 was the final score in that game. Uh, St. Mary's are going pretty well. So uh, it was a tough, tough game for them, no doubt. Up in the Q Cup, the 
PNG Hunters lost to the Burley Bears 40-6. to six. That's a huge loss. Yeah, they're having a tough time, the PNG Hunters. It's, uh, I think they, they've got maybe five consecutive losses now in a row. So, um, Well, consecutive is in a row, so I don't need to mention that. Bit, but <laughs> it, it has been a tough run for the Hunters. It's really um, unfortunate because, I mean, you, you want to win, but when you don't string your wins, they just, it, it really does affect the side and your confidence. And um, I know it's been a really turbulent week for them as well, but I don't know. I think it's a bit too late at this point of the season to turn things around and be optimistic that they'll end up any higher on the ladder. Yeah, they'll, they'll look to build, I guess, for next year, um, try and develop um, some systems and get a bit of, uh, I guess, some things happening with their style of play that is going to give them a good platform leading into next year. And I just want to give a, a shout out to Jakarti uh, Bayer, who had surgery last week. Uh, from the PNG Hunters. Uh, they've, they've asked if anyone wants to send some messages of support, they can do that uh, to media at pnghunters.com. Um, I'm sure it'll be welcome to, to send him some well wishes. Yes, we send him our love also. And in the NRL, the Rabbitohs defeated the Broncos 46-0 to zero up there in um, Brisbane, I believe the game was I have up. no words. It's, very, it's been... A very, very uh, tough period for the last 18 months for the poor Broncos. They're trying to recreate the Broncos culture that's been there. They've been so successful, but uh, they've got a, one of their old players in Kevin Walters coaching them. They've brought in a number of old boys to the staff, but they're just struggling. I just, I, I'm so curious to know what your thoughts are about that. Obviously, with a side like Broncos who aren't performing very well and, you know, they've been constantly in the headlines, how how do you encourage a winning environment? Like they're constantly bringing in old boys. They're saying that, you know, the boys don't, res- I don't know. There are so many, so many people have such an opinion about Broncos. To you as an NRL player, what do you think needs to happen for the Broncos? Look, it's a tough one. And, and the same as winning becomes a habit, losing becomes a habit as well. Unfortunately for the Broncos, that has been the case for the last few years. And yeah, there's a lot of outside noise. They're a one-team town and uh, it, there's so much, um, I guess, focus on the Broncos up in Brisbane Everyone expects that they're going to be successful because of the history in the past that they've had. And uh, I don't have the answer on how they can fix things. They've tried bringing in um, a bit of that old fabric that, that is Broncos and, and to try and um, change things from a cultural per- uh, perspective, but it hasn't worked yet. Um, I guess there's got to be a bit of patience and maybe there's a transition period at the moment. You're probably best place to answer this because you don't lose. Oh, my goodness. The way you make that sound. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you, have you lost recently? No, I haven't. How, and how far does recently stretch back? 2019. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good – winning is a habit and you seem to have the formula. Wait, so is maybe, that true? Maybe, maybe, maybe should... I'm speaking – am I being a fraud? No, actually, I lost one – I lost last year. For the Waratahs? Uh, no, not in rep- – I, yeah, well, it, oh, God. I, can we just close that conversation? Anyway, I'm going to send you up to the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> quick shout out, quick shout out to the Rabbitohs. Hame Sela is a friend of mine. Got across for his first try in the NRL, which was uh, really nice for Hame. So well done, bro. Uh, and the Sharks defeated the Cowboys 26 to 24 up in Townsville. It was a, a really good win for the Sharks. Cowboys came from behind to almost snatch victory, but um, the Sharks continue their winning streak at the moment. They're going really well. The Panthers defeated the Roosters 38 to 12. Do you want I'm, to talk about your Panthers? I know they're not Panthers. your Panthers, but. There's a few players that are yours in The stitch-ups are so real. <laughs> um, no, it was fantastic to see that the Panthers um, get a W after two losses. It obviously speaks volumes when you have Steve Crichton, Brian Tor- or Charlie Staines in their line who all managed to cross the line as well. So, um, you know, it just kind of speaks volumes of when you get your origin players back who are essentially the spine of your team. Um, 
you can put on a really great show. And the Panthers did that. They really put it to the Roosters. I knew it was always going to be a really great match, and it was, but Roosters... I'm sorry. Yeah, they started They started well, the Roosters. They went out to a, a, a lead. I think it was 12-0. And then uh, the, the Panthers clicked in the gear and it was Nathan Cleary leading the charge. He just directed them really well. Uh-huh. The man, man that of the Nathan Cleary. Yeah, he just knows how Best to... player in the game. Someone said, no, a commentator actually asked, does anyone believe that Nathan Cleary could be the best football player in the world right now? He'd be That's close. huge. He'd be close, but Tom Trebojevic is definitely pushing yeah. it at the moment. Tom Trebojevic is a freak so they're on par, different positions. Yeah. Do you reckon faster over forty? Uh, I think. I'm gonna say turbo. Yeah, that's a. Did you see him race down the course so manly in that footage? He got beat by the punter that that took him on. Oh really? Yeah. No, I didn't see you that. You haven't seen that? No. This this come up. He he had a race one night. Turbo. Turbo. Yeah. In the Manly Corso, it started circulating on social media. And he got gassed. He got gassed by this guy. And um, then he got injured the week later. He said it was unrelated, and I believe him. But, um, yeah. But he's still pretty quick. Fine. Anyway, let's move on to the other results. (laughs) (laughs) The Knights defeated the Warriors 10-6. It was a wet game up in Newcastle, but a good win there for the Knights. The Dragons defeated the Raiders 22-20 in Wollongong. Corey Norman crossed for a try in that uh, strong performance from the Dragons. This one hurts me to say. The Storm defeated the Tigers 66-16. It was a high point scoring game. Yeah, the the Storm, they, they, obviously they've, they've been great all year. They now sit above the Panthers on the table. They have done for the last two weeks. And um, yeah, they just were scoring tries every two minutes to start the game. I think it was like 40 nil at half time. The coach for the West Tigers, Michael Maguire. He was not happy. He got up and walked out at halftime and let them think about them uh, about it themselves. Yeah. That's really tough. Like, I don't even know what you'd say to that. Is it attitude? Is it they gave up too early? Oh, when it's that many points, I don't... Yeah, you kind of lose I, it. Yeah, the attitude thing goes out the window because it, it, it you feel pretty happy. I've been in some really bad losses where it's, you know, 50 or 60 points. And yeah. at, at, at a point... It gets to a point where you're just like, oh, this game is gone, and you don't give up, but it's a really hard thing to keep. It's really hard to dig yourself out of that that hole. But I've never had a coach walk out of the halftime um, chat, and uh, I don't know, have you ever had that before? Mm, no, that's right. You don't lose games. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's well, how do the Tigers turn this around? That is a really, really big loss. Their coach obviously is unhappy with their performance. What do you think they're, they're saying this week in training? Oh, look, I think they very quickly put that game out of their minds. Like they wouldn't even review it. I don't think that they would review it because yeah. it was just too hard. Um, it'd be too many things to pick apart, first of all. But forget about it. Move on. What's going to come next week? Worry about themselves. I think that's the best thing they can do. And uh, they're, they're going to have a good week this week because they're not playing. So um, they get to Maybe rest. it's what they need. Yeah. It's what they need just to like kind of regather themselves. Reset. Reset. Hit big, F5. Big back, big back half of the year. Uh, the Eels beat the Bulldogs 36-10 at Western Sydney Stadium. And the Titans uh, unfortunately went down to the Seagulls. Seagulls had a strong come-from-behind victory here. This was unbelievable, their second half. It was incredible to see the Seagulls kind of put Titans away. Because, I mean, you would have watched that game in the first half. You would have thought that the Titans were in it. But they just did not turn it around. I think the Seagulls scored 48 points in the second half. So it was huge from them. Tom Trebojevic was um, at the at the centre of everything. He had, I think he scored three tries, two tries, two or three tries. Can't remember. But he had four tries. Sis, I know that much. And um, 
Ruben Garrick actually missed a lot of goals. So if they had kicked all their goals, it would have been far worse for the Titans. Not that they needed it to be. No, no, they didn't need it to be. But um, yeah, really, really strong second half from the Seagulls. Well, for the Titans, it's like their fourth loss in six weeks. Uh, really crappy stats, but but that's where you complete the rest of the sentence. But... Uh, yeah, but the Titans, yeah, that looked... <laughs> 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 they have had a year where they've shown a lot of promise. They got they they bought really well in the off season, and there was a lot of hopes for them to go into the finals. Push, yeah, to push up into the top eight. And uh, at the moment, they're in a bit of a hole defensively. Is where they're struggling. They concede so many points. That's where they need to fix things up. On paper, they're so great. They're a team that have a lot of style but no substance. Mm. Ooh, no substance. Oh, that hurts. That stings. Well, actually. Disclaimer, I got that off the internet, so don't come for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's jump over to Super Rugby. I'll let you take the control of this one, Sarah, your sport. My sport, yes. The Trans-Tasman Super Rugby final was fantastic. It was played between the Blues and Highlanders in front of a crowd of 36,000 people at Eden Park. We always knew it was going to be a fantastic clash because, one, it's on home ground. Two, it's two New Zealand sides. And if there's one thing we know, New Zealanders are absolutely passionate about their rugby. Ultimately, the Blues were the better team on the night. They deserved the win. They dominated territory and possession and they outscored the Highlanders. So congratulations to the Blues. You yep. back them and I your team back, won. I did back the Blues. It's their first title in 18 years. So wow. huge for them. I, I remember them kicking off. The, you're probably too young to remember the Super Rugby starting back in the day, but they Give won in year. 96 and 97. I was either two or three. Yep, great. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I was approaching my 20s. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Veteran. But the Blues, the Blues, first one, as I said, in 18 years, 23 to 15. They scored two tries. The Highlanders didn't score any tries. They got all their points through penalty goals. Mm-hmm. But um, like you said, a really tough contest, which is what you want to see in a final. And um, well done to the Blues. The important matches of the weekend, the Super W. Yes, the Super W. So Super W kicked off on Saturday, June 19th. We had the New South Wales Waratahs, the team that I play for, up against the Queensland Reds. We did play up in Queensland Territory. Uh, We came away with our first win for the season. Our final score was 47 to 26. The second fixture that happened was the Brumbies up against the Melbourne Rebels. They played down in Canberra. um, And... I don't even know the final score. Uh, it was 30 to 5, the final score. So the, the Brumbies did well. They um, had a strong start, scored a lot of tries. Um, good start from the Brumbies, Brumbies and from your Waratahs. Tell us about the – you had to play up in Queensland. Obviously, yes. there's a lot of things going on at the moment in terms of COVID uh-huh. here in New South Wales. And uh, you had to travel same day of the game, which we've spoken about before. It can be quite challenging. But there was a bit of a, a change up to how half the team got there. Yeah, half our team, oh, a portion of our team anyways, they had to go up um, on the Friday night um, and then the remainder of us went up on Saturday. So although I guess travel arrangements were disrupted because that's not the way that we intended to travel, huge, huge shout out to our manager, Erin um, Morton, who is just a superwoman. I could not imagine what it's like to organise you know, 27 plus girls and staff, um, but she did a phenomenal job. I'm just so happy that our competition um, has started and has gone ahead because last year we missed out on a final because of COVID and we didn't get the chance. So, you know, whatever we were told to do in order for us to be able to cross the Queensland borders, we were on it because we wanted to play footy this weekend. And I'm so, so grateful that we were able to do it. Yeah. Well done. And well, hopefully we can um, see it all the way through to the finals this year and uh, crown a champion. Hopefully, hopefully, it's, me. hopefully it's a Waratahs, yeah, yes. for sure. Not me, my team. Me and my team, yeah. Your team, cool, yeah, great. Yeah. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the PNG women's rugby sevens team, the players, they went over to Monaco uh, last weekend and they were attempting to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics, but it's been a tough run for them over there. 
Yeah, they didn't experience much success. Yeah, so they went down to Kazakhstan, Tunisia, and Oof. the last game is oh, the Jamaican game got cancelled. So um, unfortunately for the players, they miss out on qualifying for the Olympics for Tokyo. Real unfortunate because I know we've been speaking about it in a couple of weeks in the lead up to their travel to um, Monaco. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm quite sad for them because it would have been so great to see another small Pacific nation um, on the world stage. But unfortunately, it hasn't panned out that way for the players, women. Yeah, unfortunate indeed. AFL, we'll have to bring in our resident AFL expert. The lover of all things AFL. Well, not all things because I don't love the Tigers, as we know. Yeah, (laughs) jokes. Go the Tigers. Um, At least there's one good Tigers team in the country at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So Geelong Cats. Played against the Western Bulldogs, which we talked about last week, and I said go Cats. Yes, we, we both said go Cats. And we were right. Yeah, you go the Cats. Because they won 12-11-83 to the Western Bulldogs 11-12-78. Close game. It was won after the siren. Um, Gary Rowan, who used to play for the Swans, took a mark and then kicked it from like 50 to score the match-winning goal. Well done. Gazza. That's huge. And Radagalia scored as well, which was really good to see him get back on the scoreboard. Didn't he score last week as well? No, that was Nick Nat. My bad. My bad, my bad, my bad. They're both big Fijians, so. Yeah, boys. <laughs> I love it. Well, Their go- fitness levels must be, like, amazing. Yeah, AFL, AFL players can run, right? Yeah, they like, I swear, they just do, like, 5K for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And then 10K for lunch. <laughs> It's and then yoga at the end of the day. Yeah, yoga's good to finish off. With. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bikram yoga, like in a hot room. I haven't done that, have you? Yeah. We, Is it good? We used to do it for recovery. And it wasn't really the best recovery. It was on a, on a Wednesday. Okay, that's hella bougie. <laughs> <laughs> that's hella bougie recovery. Yeah, we, we'd go to, um, it was like in off-season, so we'd, like, sorry, pre-season. So it was like we'd train, Monday, Tuesday trainings were always pretty tough. Wednesday was a recovery day to break the week up. But we go to like Bikram yoga where we're in like 40 degree room trying to stretch and move and do all those things. So, yeah, you got like limber and flexible, but it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, I bet. Well, I, we were talking about recovery earlier because I wanted, it was too cold to get in the water, <laughs> to be fair, on Sunday morning. So I was like, well, I could go to a sauna, but I didn't. And I was like, well, what does a sauna actually do? And do you know what it does? Do you know what being in a hot room does? Makes you sweat. And it like removes all the toxins from your body. Oh, okay. Well, there so, you go. Well, there you go. A little bit of a fun fact. Yeah. I know that like your career is, Finished, but just keeping the memory bank for when your daughters come through and they play league, you know, you Go take them down to the sauna. Out. There you it's go. important to drink water, but to make sure you replace the sweat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. This for has that been a great advice. sports science uh, <laughs> segment that we've introduced. Our last sport to cover off from the weekend is the Super Netball, and the GWS Giants defeated the Adelaide Thunderbirds to break a three-game losing streak. So well done to the Giants, 57 41. Really back in the winner's circle. Back in the winner's circle, and that bumps them up to first place again on the ladder. So on percentages, they're ahead of the oh, wow. Swifts, I think. They're in second spot. Um, so, yeah, well done to the Giants. It was a much-needed win for them. Let's go forward and continue to win more games because one thing we're known for sure on this team oh, – sorry, on this show, we love the GWS Giants. Yeah, West is best. ABC Radio Australia. Can you be more Pacific? 
So our special guest today is a representative of the New Zealand Kiwi Ferns, the Queensland Maroons. She's played in the Māori All-Stars. She's also played for the Brisbane Broncos in the NRLW. She's a mum and she's an all-round superstar, Rona Peters. Rona, thank you so much for joining us on the show this evening. Um, as we always like to do, we have a tip on segment, which is basically me asking you a series of questions. I don't want you to think too much about it. I just want you to say the first answer that comes to mind. Does that sound good? Okay, then. Let's get stuck into it. Which is better, the book or the movie? Movie. What is your guilty pleasure? I don't know. <laughs> Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. What are you reading, watching, or listening to? Uh, Instagram. Okay. What was your first concert? Watching. Con- oh, okay. Uh, what was your first concert? Uh, Rihanna. Ooh. Do you have a oh, hidden no. talent? No, unfortunately. <laughs> texting or talking on the phone? Um, texting. Scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at keeping secrets? A 10, good. Yeah. 10. <laughs> Great. Favourite movie as a kid? Matilda. Love it. Who was your most annoying teammate? Tasman. <laughs> What's something you could <laughs> eat for a week straight? Eggs. Love it. You killed it. Well done. Oh. Wait, first of all, Rihanna being your first concert, I'm about that. Oh, it was in New Zealand. That's fantastic. What's your favourite? Re- it, was, it wasn't that. It was Bone Thugs, actually. Oh, Bone Thugs, even better. You oh, got my me goodness. Yeah. You've been to some great concerts, girl. I have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> it's, there's some pretty cool ones I've been to, and I could still remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, how good. <laughs> I love that. Bone thugs, bone thugs are awesome. I used to like that's. I'm showing my age a bit more here because that, I was like a kid, loving bone thugs, sitting in my car with my cassette player. My cassette playing. player. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, that's when, what the, I, when the CD, <laughs> when the CDs were out, this man. Yeah, yeah, this man. Don't scratch, don't scratch your CD. Otherwise, like your CD jumps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, right. I want to ask about your annoying teammate Tasman. What, what is it about yeah. Tasman Gray? Right. What's what's so annoying yeah. about her? Oh, she talks. Way too much. <laughs> no, but we, we give beef to each other. <laughs> How good. How good. Everyone actually does to her. <laughs> oh, I love that. Rona, for our listeners that have tuned in, could you just please tell us um, the team you're currently playing for and I guess what you're preparing for this week? I play for the Queensland Maroon women's team and we're preparing for our state of origin on Friday night. Yeah, well, it's going to be a big match, isn't it, Rona? The, the, the Blues have a pretty good squad, but you, you were able to, to win last year up on the Sunshine Coast and you're looking to make it two in a row after they had a, a period of dominance. Yeah, they do have a gun side, which will be hard for us to battle against. But, yeah, we'll soon see what we can do on Friday night. <laughs> what do you think uh, – where, where do you think you, you'll be able to um, make the most of, of – what you guys bring to the to the game, or what, sorry, what you girls bring to the game in, in terms of uh, your game plan or your structure? Um, we've, we've got a bit more experience, I think, in our side, but who have also been playing for the last five years together, six years maybe, yeah, six years now together. So we'll definitely be giving it to them up the middle, 
Is that what you say? More. Is that what you say? Especially your I am too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing I'm a, that I'm a big girl. <laughs> that's that's a feature of um, I know your game. You're, you're quite physical in the middle of the field, and you um, you got a pretty good tackling technique on you. You put your shoulder through uh, through people's bellies pretty hard. Is that uh, something that you pride yourself on in your own game? Just how tough you are? Um, well, I hope I do. <laughs> but yeah, I work really pretty hard on a lot of you know my tackle tech and even at training I have to really our coach makes me give it to the girls a bit (laughs) (laughs) I guess it makes them it makes it makes your teammates better when you know that you can give everything that you have to them it it prepares them best so um good on you for that I guess uh before we get stuck more into your state of origin um match that's happening this weekend I just want to take a step back and talk about um club uh, club footy who do you play for um and how long have you been playing for uh, I've been playing for a lot of years. I, I'm originally from New Zealand, and I played for Tweed Seagulls in the Gold Coast, or sort of New South Wales end of the Gold Coast. So yeah, I played the BHV with them, but I also I play for two teams. So I also play for Runaway Bay, which is in the Gold Coast. So I pretty much play two games a weekend. What's, what was behind, like, what's the, the logic behind playing for two teams? Is it exposure? Is it that's what you want to do? Um, yeah, it's probably more exposure because there's a lot of, there's quite a bit of Pacific Māori Islanders in, down the Gold Coast who sort of don't really get looked at. So I'm sort of growing the game in terms of I've put my own team in to try and get us up at the top level because some of them are a bit too shy to go to like the big clubs like Tweed and Burley and that because there's a lot of players that go to those clubs. Some players tend to get shy or either miss out when they've got a bit of talent to show. Mm. Yeah. So is Runaway Bay um, the, the team that you've, that you've started yourself to try and elevate into the um, BHB? Yeah, that's, that's the plan to hopefully do well this year and then moving forward to see what opportunities we can get for next season because our BHB season's already finished over here. So yeah. it carries on to with um, playing with Runaway Bay now. Off the footy Petrona, when you're not representing um, your teams, what do you do um, for a living? Um, I do, well, I've got three kids. So they're full on playing touch and footy. So Super pretty hectic. Yeah, yeah. Pretty hectic. And I'm a disability care worker. So I look after one of my clients Monday to Friday and weekends if I have to. So it's pretty full on in my house. You've really got your weeks cut out for you. And then, so obviously, I guess you have work, you have, um, you know, things that you need to do at home for yourself and your family, and then you play two games on the weekend, how does your body pull up? My body's broken on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but recovery is the key <laughs> when you're getting older. <laughs> you end up looking after yourself better. Good yeah, work. Yeah, it's good to find uh, ways to do that <laughs> when you're definitely getting um, to, the, to the back ends of, of your career, I suppose. Um, the NRLW... Obviously, is coming up towards uh, the end of the year. Uh, it's great to see that the, the competition's been expanded and um, there's more teams in it now. It's longer as well. Is uh, that on the radar for you as well, Rona, to be able to uh, try and get a start again in the NRLW? 
Yeah, hopefully. See where after Friday night takes us. <laughs> we can perform and see where if someone wants us. You are. Um, me. Yeah, well, you you were part of the the Broncos team in in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen that won the premierships. You you sat out last year, but um, is it the Broncos that you're hoping to get a, a run with again, or are you you fairly open to to maybe the GC, the, the Gold Coast Titans that have put a team in this year? Yeah, it is the Broncos. I'm pretty loyal when it comes to yeah, okay, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but if not, then yeah, the options are open for Titans and weather. Well, we hope that you get the inclusion in the Brisbane Broncos team because, yes, like you, we uh, we like to play for, for one team down here as well. Um, I guess looking forward to this week, I just want to – I'm intrigued to know a little bit more about Origin Camp. It's something I have never been exposed to, but I know it's really special um, for everyone that's involved. What has it been like in camp this week with the Queensland Maroons? Um, we've done, like, a few uh, visits for schools and it's, it's always a special time to especially play – play Queensland like the it's hard to explain like it's it's the best being in this these camps it's probably one of the best camps I've been in in the last couple of years since I've been playing what do you what do you put that down to you say it's different to other camps you've been to is it the teammates is it um greater buy-in from your teammates like what what do you believe it is that makes it so different to other camps I think it's just how passionate everybody is the state, like it's pretty hard out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I, it totally makes sense to me. I guess there's a lot of pride um, in what you're yeah. doing, um, and that shows. What does it mean to you to be able to be identified as as a player of that caliber to play in an Origin match? What does it mean to you, and what does it mean to put that jersey on um, come Friday night? Oh, it's really special. I mean, I've got to represent. Sorry, New Zealand, but like also the New Zealand Maoris, and then this is probably the one of the top pinnacles of my careers that I get to represent my state and the up and coming generation around my state. It's pretty special. Ron, I want to ask about uh, Tani Norris, who's, who's coaching you this year. How's uh, how's it been having Tani as your coach? Um, and and also, I guess something that we've spoken about a bit today is around coaching opportunities for women. Is it something that you yourself perhaps look at doing beyond your playing years to to get into coaching? Yeah, it probably is. I've been coached at clubs from Tani Norris too. I used to play for the Burley Bears with her. She's a Tough coach. <laughs> she's, a bit of, she's a bit like, if, for example, maybe sometimes she'll be like Bellamy and then next time she's like Wayne Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> if that That's makes fantastic. a bit of sense on how she coaches. Yeah, yeah. She is tough. And, and, the, and the coaching for yourself, is that something that you'd, you'd love to do? Yeah, it is. And that's what I'm pretty much doing at Runaway Bay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Rona, you... Are such an incredible, incredible athlete. You exemplify what it means to be able to do it all, being a mother, being um, a player, a coach, and also a representative player. And we're really stoked that you joined us on the show. I guess it leading up into Friday, we just want to wish you um, and the Queensland Maroons all the best. Um, but, you know, we also do go for the Blues because we are <laughs> South Wales based. Um, but again, good luck. And it's been, it's been really special having you on the show today. Thanks for having me.
That was Rona Peters, Queensland representative. We wish her all the best for the upcoming State of Origin match tomorrow night. Go the Blues! Pacific on ABC Radio Australia. In the ruck, we are talking about a couple of things that have been hot on the press this week. The first, let's talk about Origin 2. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, we have some movements in the squads. Let's start off with the Queensland Maroons. Yeah, well, Harry Grant is out, which means Andrew McCulloch comes in from the Dragons. And look, Andrew McCulloch's a, a very, very capable hooker. He's super experienced and no doubt he'll get the job done. But being complimented on the bench by Ben Hunt, his Dragons teammate, who can cover that utility role. So. And he's been pretty outstanding for, for the Dragons as well. Even though they've had a very up and down season, I think it's a really good inclusion for the Maroons. I think Ben Hunt probably would have been really useful in the first game. I know they, they got they got smashed, but mm. he's a really good number 14 for Queensland. He's proven himself in that position over a number of years. So I think that's uh, that's some, some good ins for the Queensland team. Uh, Reese Walsh going to fullback. That's massive news. The 19-year-old who was traded by the Broncos over to the Warriors um, makes his debut. It is huge. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding it because some believe he is not ready for it. Um, he's shown that he's very, very capable. Are you excited to see him don the maroon? I am. I think he'll he'll go well. Like It's going to be a, a tough challenge, no doubt, um, going into that arena. The toughest game in, in the men's competition that, that I know of and I didn't get to play in it, so I can't tell you how tough it is personally, but uh, it's definitely the pinnacle, and I, I hope he goes really well. I want to see it, like this game go to a, a decider in game three because I just love the climax of, of something like that. Um, you want you want this game to be won so that the third game oh, – yeah. you want this game to be won by Queensland, so the third game it's like, well, whose game is it? Yeah, although I also want New South Wales to win, so sometimes it's better to be put to bed in the second game from that point of view. But anyway, let's just go to game three. <laughs> Reese Walsh will be good. Other changes to the Queensland side. Uh, Josh Papali'i is back uh, at starting front row, which is great. He's um, a Queensland um, hard man. He's experienced. He's been there before and he'll do a great job. And it'll really toughen up their middle um, of their field as well because obviously defence was an issue uh, for the Maroons. But I guess having someone like Josh in the middle of your field fills you with great confidence. Yeah, it will definitely fill them with confidence. And then this is a surprise one for me for the Maroons. Francis Molo going onto the bench. Um, mm. North Queensland, uh, sorry, yeah, North Queensland Cowboy. He's played uh, under Paul Green before. He was a Queensland coach. So no doubt he's uh, seen what he likes in Francis and brought him into the squad. Thinks he can do a really good job. Um, he plays with a lot of intensity, which is something that they lacked a little bit in that first game. And uh, no doubt he'll bring that on Sunday. Yes, and I guess the last um, to mention that is out is Xavier Coates. Um, no one, I definitely wasn't expecting it. He's such a strong finisher, but I can't see or I can't reason with why he would have been dropped. Yeah, look, he did. He had a tough night in game one, but he has been really consistent for an underperforming Broncos for a long time, and he's one of the brightest talents in the game. He was great in the last series at the end of last year, and um, yeah, I guess bringing Reese Walsh in meant they had to reshuffle some players. Cole Felt retains his position, and it meant that Xavier Coates was gone, unfortunately. Uh, the Blues have had to make a few changes. Jake Javojevic was ruled out, so uh, that means that Junior Paulo will push up into the starting lineup, and it gives Angus Crichton a chance to get back in the side uh, on the bench. So uh, not too many changes, but um, some, some pretty capable replacements coming in. And Dalfinukin, he also joins the New South Wales Blues. Does he's 
is he on the bench for them? Uh, he's in the reserves, extended the reserves, bench. So yeah. that's how it's been named. Um, things can obviously change. He, he's still a chance to play, but um, he's named in jumper number 20. So that'll be um, a wait and see for him. Um, but yeah, he's done that before as well. He's played uh, for the Blues before and he's a, he's a talent. He'll be good. It's crazy to see, obviously, because of the New South Wales Blues having won game one, they haven't made many changes. So it obviously shows that there is a lot of belief in their side to get the job done. You don't need to change too much, do you, when you win, when you score 50 points. So well done. If things aren't broken, don't go fixing yeah, it, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Women's Origin kicks off yes! on Friday night. Well, it's a it's a one-game um, match this year. In the, it's not a series. So um, Friday night up on the Sunshine Coast. Really looking forward to this one. I'm very excited. I've been following a couple of the girls, um, the likes of Kennedy Charrington, Corby McGregor um, on Instagram, and I just love seeing the hype that's in camp, particularly in the New South Wales Blues camp. I know that the Queensland Maroon girls, they had a fan day yesterday. They were out on the beach playing games. They've been doing installs at schools as well. So I just really enjoy... Um, um, seeing how the girls are in camp and their preparation and no doubt they will put on a fantastic game of rugby league. Um, I hope that the New South Wales Blues girls get up just because I back a lot of girls um, in that squad, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great game. Look, I think New South Wales are favourites um, going into the game. Uh, shout out to Tiana Penatani, host yes. from that Pacific Sports Show. She's, uh, she's playing for the Blues. Uh, they lost the series or the game last year up in Queensland, so... Queensland had a run of losses, I think maybe three, uh, three they'd lost the years, uh, the three years before that. So they retained it. New South Wales will be looking to take it back on uh, enemy territory. Uh, so yeah, I'll be sitting down on the couch with my kids watching the, sh- watching the game on Friday night and hoping for a Blues win. Yes. Go the girls. Go the Blues girls, to be specific. And just following on from, uh, from Women's Rugby League, there was an announcement during the week about some funding that's been put towards a coaching mentoring program for for women in rugby league, which is a great move from the game uh, and well supported by the government. Yes, the grant was received under the Her Sport, Her Way strategy and what this funding does will It'll enable coaches, um, female coaches in particular, to undergo a mentoring program. Um, there were one the NRLW, sorry, the New South Wales Rugby League were one of seventeen organisations to to take this grant, and it's just really great to see um, opportunities opening up for female coaches. The thing is, they do exist in the game. Female coaches exist in the game, and just funding like this will expose them to even greater opportunities to take on a team like the New South Wales Blues or the Queensland Maroons, or more recently with the NRLW expansion, um, it creates opportunity for more female players, uh, sorry, coaches to step up. So it's a really great initiative and um, one that I'm sure New South Wales are really proud of. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's it's great that there is. Um greater opportunities for female coaches in terms of positions, uh, particularly in the NRLW initially. Love to see female coaches um, be filtered into NRL squads as well. Kylie Hilda is coaching the New South Wales Women's Origin team this weekend. Tani Norris is coaching the Queensland women's yes, team. So and it's both great. former players. Both former players. Um, Kylie, was, uh, she retired a few years ago, came out of retirement to play again, and I think last year she was like assistant coach slash um, Player. playing for, for the Roosters. So um, she still she might even lace up a boot and sort of sneak onto the bench on, on Friday night. We'll see. But um, it's great to see Kylie spending a fair bit of time with the Roosters, learning from uh, Trent Robinson. Um, and then I'll give a shout out also to Louisa Aviki, who used to coach the, um, who was the first coach, I should say, for the NRLW um, team that the Warriors put in uh, back in 2018. Uh, she's a, a Kiwi Fern great. She's also um, an assistant coach coach for the Kiwi Ferns currently, um, and she's a little bit of a pioneer.
pioneer in, in women's coaching in that she she took that role on for the NRLW Warriors side back in 2018 and um, she continues to move through the New Zealand Rugby League ranks. So good initiatives. Great to see more women get in those roles that, that they deserve. Yes. Go the gals. While, while we're in New Zealand, I'll also touch on the fact that um, a lot of New Zealand women's players have been leaving domestic competitions over there to come look for opportunities, professional opportunities here in Australia, which is a little bit of a challenge for uh, New Zealand Rugby League. But um, currently, without there being a Warriors team, they, they had to withdraw this year due to the COVID um, issue and, and also, um, yeah, well, due to COVID, they've had to pull out and... Uh, yeah, well, I, I believe last year a lot of those girls couldn't play because they couldn't get here to Australia because they had personal commitments that they could not, I guess, walk away from just for the sake of the tournament. And this year they pulled out the Warriors team. These girls were like, well, you know, we haven't had the opportunity to play any rep rugby at NRLW level, which is what every girl that's playing league is currently aspiring to. So, I mean, it's a very wise decision, I guess, like you got to go where the football is. And um, I know that it does pose a lot of challenges for New Zealand rugby league, but what do you do when there's an opportunity, you've got to take it and you can't just sit and wait. Yeah, you're right. And look, hopefully for New Zealand rugby league, the, the opportunity that is at that top end in the elite competition um, gives gives some of the, the girls back in New Zealand and maybe some inspiration to, to get into the pathway, yep. start exploring those options and, and maybe we see some growth in the, in the grassroots level so that um, there's a bigger talent pool. And by the time um, the Warriors come back into the competition, there is that direct pathway to stay in country, yep. play for the Warriors and then, you know, hopefully get that opportunity to play in the NRLW. I genuinely hope that they do turn it around because next year it would be great to see the Warriors back in the fold for NRLW with the expansion as well, including a team that's always been part of the competition. It would be so vital. And, I mean, it's such a – like you were touching on about the talent pool, there is such great talent in New yeah. Zealand and it would be such a shame for us um, to lose it based on – I mean, I don't know what the circumstances are. I believe it has something to do with funding, but I hope – I hope that they can come back again next year because they're such a great inclusion for the competition. Yeah, likewise, I, I agree. And the Tongan Sevens in the lead up uh, to the Olympics is a Tongan Sevens rugby team that is going to be lucky enough to be joined by former All Black Malachi Fikatoa. So that's going to be great for him. I believe it's going to be his first time representing Tonga um, after a, a really, um, really good career for the All Blacks um, in, at international level. Uh, great work from Malachi. Yes, for Tonga, they um, are going over to Monaco um, and they need to qualify still. But nonetheless, it's an incredible achievement to be able to captain your country. And I have no doubt he will try and do it with a lot of pride in his heart. He will indeed. Uh, New Zealand have been supporting Cook Islands rugby. Uh, in other news. Yes, in true Pacific spirit, Cook Islands Rugby Union received some rugby equipment from the New Zealand government um, and the New Zealand Ministry of Foreign Aid and Trade to help them further the development programs. Um, there was a really cool article showing a picture of all the kit that they received. They included things from balls to cones um, and basically what uh, Cook Island Rugby planned to do with that is to go into schools and, you know, create clinics for the kids to get involved and um, higher than that is just to promote healthier living lifestyles by being active. Yeah, well done to uh, New Zealand Department of Foreign um, Aid to be able to help out the Cook Islands Rugby um, organisation and, and provide that equipment. Um, yeah, and the fact that they, it gives them the opportunity to deliver those programs in school and um, the more kids that can get exposed to rugby at mm -hmm. that level and uh, get engaged, then yeah, healthy living, more numbers and participation, which is which is great for the game. Can only mean good things. Yep. Can you be more Pacific? 
on ABC Radio Australia. So looking forward to the weekend in sport. There's a, a big weekend coming up for the Super W Rugby. Sarah. Yes. So this week, all the teams involved um, in the Super W competition will head to Coffs Harbour. Uh, the remainder of the competition will be played throughout there. Um, I guess it's one way to keep all of our players together, but to, to also ensure that the competition goes ahead because, you know, in previous years we would travel to WA, we would travel to Melbourne, um, but with COVID and the, the touch and go restrictions, they kind of like, you know what, we're just going to get all the teams down to Coffs Harbour. You guys will stay there for a week and you'll play all your games. It's really exciting, really, really exciting. Um, the President's 15 is a new side that has been added to the competition and this team is made up of players from different states um, who probably didn't get first dibs um, of selections in their state. So it's just really good to see that, you know, no one will really be left out. Um, but it's going to be so great. All of the Super W teams in one spot playing rugby, Coffs Harbour should light up. It's going to be a festival of rugby. And yeah, like you said, you're looking forward to it. The President's 15 team, do you, do you know much about the players that have been selected in that team? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are players, uh, you know, who were included in the Tars, for instance, um, in our extended squad, missed out on final selections. They've been picked up by the President's 15. Same for all other states. They're girls from Queensland that are in the side, um, girls from Melbourne as well. So, um, you know, the craziest thing is with Super W is it's such a, it's like the, the, the premier competition for women's 15s. And if you don't get selected in your state team, you kind of miss out altogether because that's really the the, the selection ground for higher honours, i.e. the Wallaroos. But having a team like the President's 15 gives these girls the exposure that they thoroughly deserve. So um, you expand the competition, you give girls more exposure. It's going to be great. It, it's a stack side. Like it's it's not like it's just a team made up of anyone who just wants to play rugby. These are girls who who deserve to be there and deserve to be um, playing football on the Super W platform. Yeah, no doubt we'll see some of them push for Wallaroo spot, which would be great and it will justify that team in itself. Over to the NRL this weekend. There's only two matches being played, but they're pretty big matches. Yes, it's the women's uh, State of Orange. It kicks off on Friday night in the Sunshine Coast. And then we have game two of the men's state of origin. Yeah, up in Brisbane. So Queensland looking to draw the series level with a, with a win and push it to a decider back here in New South Wales. But um, yeah, two really big games. Love women's origin. It's such a, a great atmosphere. Every game that I've been able to go to, um, don't get to go this year, unfortunately. But I'll be watching it from home. And then, yeah, Sunday, I'll be actually up the coast on Sunday um, for a few days of rest and I'll be watching it from the hotel room with the kids and the Well, wife. it's school holidays. School holidays. Are you yeah. excited? Are you going to do like really like lots of fun activities on school holidays? Well, I still work, so <laughs> I don't get holidays. I just get those. I've taken a couple of days leave for the first few days, so. That's okay. Well, yeah, I hope right. you have a fantastic time with your family. I will. I will. Thank you. Why do I say thank, thank you. you? Why thank do I say you. thank you? I'm not the one going. <laughs> AFL games this weekend, the Geelong Cats taking on the Brisbane Lions. Geelong looking to back up their win last weekend. And, um, yeah, the Brisbane Lions, how are they travelling? Brisbane Lions fourth. So they're going okay. That's all I know about Brisbane Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Brisbane Lions are a strong team. They started off a little bit um, shaky at the start of the year, but they're definitely coming good. So it'll be good to see. The little cats go up against the big cats. I love that. The little cats going up against the big cats <laughs> who will come out on top. I'm not sure. This one's a really <laughs> You really made us like hang there for a second. <laughs> well, because I genuinely don't know because both sides are uh, very good. Um, and it's been played up in Brisbane. So they've got Ooh. the home advantage. But Geelong are a strong team. So, and they've just come off uh, 
a convincing win, you know, to be able to hold up against the Western Bulldogs, who are currently second, you know, to be able to take the win mm. off of them. They could they could come up with the goods. So well, it'd be a good one to watch. Well, Western Bulldogs in second place are taking on the West Coast Eagles. Yes. Over. In WA. In WA. So how's that one going to go? Because WA is a tough, tough road trip, right? Oh, absolutely. Tough yeah. to win there as long, well. Yeah, it's a bit of a fortress for the West Coast Eagles. So, and they're... They're coming seventh on the ladder, so they're not at the not they're not playing their best footy, but they're definitely coming better. And they're going to be coming off a bye, so they've had some time to rest. They're in their home ground. I think they'll be tough to beat, but the Bulldogs are a strong team, and they're probably going to want to come back after last week. So it should be a really good match to watch. I'm going to go West Coast Eagles. Yeah, you can't go. Yeah, past you can't like go that. past them. Yeah, it's it's. Also, we know how I feel about the dogs, so. <laughs> A lot of anger towards every other team. I feel like every other week teams. as well, you're like, I don't like their dogs. <laughs> you know what? Each yeah. their own. I don't yeah. like Queensland. No, me neither. I don't like Dean. Oh, wait, no, that's all we're doing. <laughs> Sports teams, come on. <laughs> Kidding, you're my best here. <laughs> Although you are going to be departing us next week because you will be busy. Showing off how good the Waratahs are. Yes. Playing multiple games. games in only a few days. Yes, we leave on Saturday. We play on Sunday. We play on Wednesday. And then we play again on Saturday. <sighs> That's torture. Yeah. So, but you're going to gonna give us a call and let us know how you're going? I will be offended if you guys don't call and check in on me. Will you miss me next week, Dean? Yeah, I'll, I'll have to put up with Ashton Sims. Mate, nice. I could only imagine the chats that will go on in this studio. <laughs> so we'll have Ashton in the in the hot seat next week with Dean. Yes. Ashton Sims, what a Ashton legend. Nah, he's a good man, Ashton. The Sims big family. Big-hearted guy. And big guy too. Yeah, big guy, yeah. Most people that come in as co-hosts are bigger than me, so. Oh, <laughs> but you got the biggest heart, my bestie. <laughs> <laughs> ABC Radio Australia. Can you be more Pacific? Make sure you call me next week. Yeah, we'll call you. Yeah. We need to I want to speak to Sims. We, we need to have like a, a progress. Report? How you the, a progress report from the yeah. weekend and yeah, how you're going to take down the title across the next week. God, it would be really good to come back to the studio as a winner. Can you bring the shield in if you win? I mean, I'll see what I can swing. Just take it. Don't tell anyone. Oh, you know, I have some really horror stories, missing trophies after a grand final. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> and you just, it's not nice. Is there, was there any sports drinks put in the trophies to drink from? Cups? No, how else are you supposed to drink out of a, a, a trophy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just checking. Yeah. R- rum and Coke? Yeah, sports drink, recovery drink. Yes, that, 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 my friend, is the right drink for recovery. <laughs> rum and Coke. Who doesn't love a rumbo? <laughs> Oh, Dean, I just, I love doing this with you, yeah, my friend. Yeah, this is fun. Rumbos. Rumbos. We're going to have rumbos to finish the year. Well, I believe that's all we have time for. No, I believe that's all we have time for because Nelly's like, yo, you two got to wrap this up because you guys keep talking too much. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. We like talking. Yeah. But we'll be back again in two weeks' time because you won't be here. But, but you'll be back I'll here next week. I'll be back same time, same place next week with Ashton Sims. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to hear the chat on YouTube. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great. It'll be interesting anyway. But if you missed the show or you just want to listen to the magic again, it'll be replayed on Friday, 2pm PNG time, where you can find all of our episodes on Radio Australia website. Bye. More there. Can You Be More Pacific? An ABC sport production for ABC Radio Australia. This program has been funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade.